Congratulations to Paul Swan, host of The Drive, for capturing the prestigious 2024 West Virginia Broadcasters Association Excellence in Broadcasting Award for Best Talk Show. Tune in to Paul during your drive home weekdays at 5.06 p.m. on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9.30. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 9.30 present The Drive. It is Thursday, August 3rd, and your drive begins now here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Our text line is open this hour, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We've got a lot to get into. Last night, Team Heartfire defeating Heard That, 73-68. Team Heartfire advancing. They'll face off against the North Texas alumni team, Bleed Green. That's coming up tonight at 7 o'clock, so I know that they beat, heard that yesterday, but I am not rooting for North Texas. I am not rooting for Bleed Green. Instead, I'll be on Team Heartfire just for this one time. So we'll get into that a little bit later on, kind of try to figure out, break down why we think that heard that was unsuccessful in a team that really showed toward the end that they could have hit a few more three-pointers early, maybe made a few more free throws. They'd be in this championship game tonight. That was a really good team, and if they can keep it together for next season, they might have another run in them. But we're going to talk about that later, and as I mentioned, we'll get your text in. But we've got a special guest, and he's in studio. So it's a, it's a rarity we can get a dignitary of Ryan's stature in studio. Ryan Crisp is joining us. He's got multiple titles athletics, uh, annual giving, ticket sales, fan engagement. How do you introduce yourself when people ask you, what do you do? And you have like four or five different titles, Ryan. Uh, my my go-to is revenue generation. That is my goal. My goal is to create revenue. And I think all of my areas attack that in one way or another. So revenue generation is my go-to. Okay. So you're an important person at Marshall University. That's right. How you been? I'm great. I'm great. It's uh, It's August. So it's here. Um, it's exciting. Our, our student athletes are starting to get back on campus. A couple of uh, sports are already in their fall camps. Football started their fall camp. Volleyball starting next week. Soccer's already going at it. Track teams cross country showing up soon. So it's fun. It's exciting. It's the best time of the year. August is a. It is. It's my favorite month. August, I agree. It is my favorite month. I agree. August is my favorite month, and so we're here. I was over at Marshall the other day, kind of get an eye of what's happening with uh, the scoreboard. Coach Huff was opening camp. I'm talking to him, and I'm looking at the scoreboard. It continues to get bigger and bigger, and it's not done. It is a very big thing. Now, we can't call it a scoreboard, though. No, we're not. We can't. It can't be a video board. It can't be a scoreboard. Everyone has a video board and a scoreboard. It's got to be called something else. I don't know what it is. Maybe, maybe the fans can help us. Because we need a name for whatever that monstrosity is in the south end zone. I, I pitched this a few times. I don't know if my suggestion would be taken with uh, any, um, any serious consideration over in your office, but it's the Herdzillatron to me. We'll put it on the whiteboard. I'm not sure if we'll get selected, but we'll put it on the whiteboard. What, what would hold it back? What would hold that title back, that name? Uh, we just like to get lots of people's opinions. Okay. You know, it's not the Paul Swan scoreboard or video board. So well, no, that would be a great name for it, but I know that's not the case because that would include a check being cut by me to you. Which we could talk about that. We could talk about that, but you know where I work. So that's, that's correct. That's not happening. So I'm throwing out her Zillatron, but of course fans will name it whatever they think is best. And 
So is that really going to be the way we name this? Is it going to be truly a fan vote or you know, will there be, okay, these are some good suggestions, but yeah, maybe we'll go a different way. I No, I think when we get farther into today, you'll hear fans first a lot coming out of my mouth, and uh, you'll hear a lot coming out from the athletic department this entire year, and so our fans are going to decide whatever that is going to be called, but not a video board, not a scoreboard. Okay, so that's not going to be a video board, not going to nope. be a scoreboard. Mm-hmm. It's uh, going to be a whatever we call it a thing a thing a monstrosity a thing and uh, is it going to be ready for the first game it is it is where uh they were laying the cables and the power today panels are going up at any moment and then once they start laying panels two weeks out from there so i'm thinking by the august uh 15th 16th somewhere in that range we'll be testing our videos getting stuff loaded onto it and seeing what this thing can do. How close is this going to look to some of the, the drawings, the renderings? And uh, it, I'm sure this isn't going to be the final piece. It's it's a work in progress. Maybe not even this season is going to be truly what that end zone you want to look like. It's the first part of it. Correct, yeah. I think the video board element of it will look identical to what the video board or whatever we call it is going to be looking like. But the whole end zone project um, you know, it's probably a, a four to five year project, but once that gets done, I mean, that's a game changer for that stadium and the, the aesthetics of the stadium and how it looks and what we can do. Um, and so it's going to be great once it gets done. I'm just kind of curious, you might not be able to answer this, but you know, you've got the structure up right now and they're going to lay the, the video panels down. Is there going to be sort of a, maybe an encasement, uh, a facade on the outside, kind of come up with sort of aesthetic, you know, and not just steel girders. Is there some sort of overall overarching plan, you know, for maybe what the, the aesthetics of that's going to look like in there, the end zone? There is. So there is uh, the Connect 4 board, as I call it, is up now. Um, and then the panels will be attached to that. And then there is um, metal that goes around the framing that will be branded Marshall and all that good stuff. So it'll look like a Marshall monstrosity in the south end zone. Okay. And it's going to all blend in once you get everything done. That's right. It'll all come together. I've heard this question a couple of times since we're, we're on the topic. Um, what happens with the uh, the seats that are still tarped right now? Uh, are those staying until phase, whatever number it is, where the, uh, the other end zone projects begin? Yes, they will stay up until they need to come down for whatever project it is. So whether it's a building, the party deck, more sky suites, whatever Christian has planned, whatever he wants to happen there, they will stay up until they need to come down. Um, I like those seats there. I don't necessarily like the way they looked but it does help keep the sound in the stadium so leaving them there will help keep the sound in the stadium versus having an open end where a sound can escape so is it fair to say that maybe it's not decided exactly what you know you have plans but you haven't settled on maybe the ultimate plan yet if you know more of a party deck atmosphere more sky suites you know more of like a a constructed end zone yeah no i think uh i think christian has a pretty good idea of where he wants to go with that um it's a little above my pay grade but i think he has a good plan in terms of he wants to create a fan experience area and a social area where people can come um and you know maybe ideally whatever is in that south end zone building is something that's open 365 instead of six times a year you know, let our fans come to a restaurant, a brewery, uh, whatever it may be. Let our fans come to our stadium. I mean, what a great showcase for our brand. Then you're coming to eat dinner on a Saturday night and you get to overlook the football field. You know, what's what's better than that? And so um, we haven't completely decided what, what it's going to look like. I don't think that's more of a Christian thing than me, but uh, he uh, obviously is a visionary and he can see well into the future and he knows what's going to be what's going to work and what, what our fans are going to like. 
Ryan Christmas with us. We're going to talk a lot about Fan First and some initiatives that are happening with Marshall University. And we'll give you an opportunity to ask questions as well. The text line this hour is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So we'll get your text in, your questions. As we mentioned, there's a lot of initiatives going on, not only football, there will be other events that will be happening surrounding what used to be Fan Day. I'm told that I am not allowed to say that anymore. Nope. It is Fan First Day or Fans First Day. That's correct. Yeah. So there's two things you're not allowed to say anymore. All right. Fan Day. Fan Day. And the word Exhibition. I'm not allowed to say Exhibition. Nope. And we'll get to that in a second, but you can't say that word either. I can't. Nope. Not Mm -hmm. allowed anymore. Nope. What are we going to call them, Ryan? They are Fan First Games. Okay. We'll talk about that when we continue on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Thursday, August 3rd edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Some good news coming out of Marshall today. Logan Osborne named to the Werfel Trophy watch list. That's a pretty big deal. So it's award season now, at least preseason award season. So Logan is uh, now on the watch list. And, of course, the watch list gives uh, voters kind of a guide to which players you should keep an eye on. So if he performs well, he'll get to stay on the list. Joining us in studio from Marshall University, we've condensed his title to basically revenue generation. It's Ryan Crisp, and he basically is in charge of all aspects of helping generate revenue for the university, fan experiences. We're talking about today fans first it's not just what we're calling fan day that's a word that has been banned i've been told so if i keep saying that here in the next few weeks um, i'm gonna get a phone call is that that what i'm hearing that's correct yeah and i will not be back in studio well i probably won't be back in studio you guys will just pull the trigger and i'm gone right (laughs) that's right yeah if i say fan day i'm gone i'm out of here i don't know if we have that kind of power but i hope not i really hope not (laughs) honestly so we're not just calling it fan first day anymore it's sort of an initiative so explain the genesis of the initiative and then what we're going to see initially yeah so fans first is a mindset um that the entire athletic department is undertaking um and it's developed by jesse and emily cole who are the owner of the savannah bananas Um, obviously the savannah bananas story is super unique and super special they actually own a bigger company called Fans First Entertainment that owns the Savannah Bananas. Um, and basically their, their main goal is to create fans and stop chasing customers. Um, so I think a lot of the times we think about how can we get X to the game? How can we do this? Let's figure out how to create some type of promotion to get people to the game. We want to create a fan. So when they come to a game, when they experience Marshall, when they hear about Marshall, uh, everything we do has to keep the fan first um, and, that, and that's how you create a fan. And, you know, if you look at the statistics, uh, our fan base, we are 8% older and 65 and older, 68% more 65 and older fans than the national average. And we're 12% lower in 24 to 35. And I don't think that's a, a secret by any means. I think you can look at our, our season ticket holders and you can look at our fans and you can see that. And so our, our focus is how do we create a fan at 12 years old? How do we create a, a fan as a kid? Um, and then that way, when they grow up, it's naturally going to turn into a fan. Um, you know, if you create a fan out of a kid, then it's going to turn their parent into a fan. Um, and so our, our focus is creating fans, um, and that's the fans' first mindset. 
it, it breaks it down into five E's, um, how it breaks it down. So the five E's are number one, eliminate friction. Make the process, make your game experience, make everything you do as easy as possible for your fan base and as fun as possible for your fan base. So eliminating friction in everything we do. Uh, entertain always. So in our games, we want our fans to have a great time at all times. Um, that includes anything from um, you know when they hear about Marshall University to when they go to our website to buy a ticket to when they park at the game, when they get to the game. You know we want to make sure they're entertained at all times. Uh, we want to experiment constantly. You know we're going to try things and things aren't going to work, and we're okay with that. But we're going to try enough things. We're going to throw enough things against the wall that people are going to enjoy what we're doing. Um, and I think people will appreciate the effort that we're putting forward. Uh, we want to engage deeply, so we really want to connect with the fans. Um, I think sometimes when you think of, a, a let's say, a football game, for instance, it's a lot of raw, raw moments, and everything has to be really high-strung. And we don't want that. We want those moments, but we also want people to laugh, and we want people to have a, an emotion, uh, not necessarily crying in the stands, but a little bit on the soft side. Um, and so we want to attack all three of those emotions and really make it an experience instead of just a raw, raw moment the whole time. Um, and the last thing's empower action. So we're going to empower our employees. Uh, we're a growing athletic department. We've added a lot of full-time positions, specifically in the external area because we've been so far behind for a long time. Um, and we're going to empower our employees to come up with the ideas and make them happen. Um, you know, before our marketing department had one full-time person with 18 sports, and that just is not fair to that to those sports or to that person. Um, and so we're growing that team and we're dividing sports. So there's a much more individualized focus on those sports within our marketing and in our external department. So that's the five E's, that's fans first. Um, just creating fans is our goal and creating fans at a very young age. How have you eliminated friction? Where have been the biggest spots of friction that you've attacked first yeah i think there's for one i will say there's a lot of friction and i get that and it's going to take a while for us to be where we want to be uh, i think the two things um, that we did one pretty minor and one pretty major uh, so the first thing we did is, you know, you came to our football games last year and you parked in the west lot or any of our reserve lots and you can't see the spot numbers on the ground. They were faded. You couldn't tell what spot number it was. So if you got a parking pass from somebody and they said, hey, come to the game, you're going to spot 200, you would have a really hard time finding spot 200. Um, so we did a really, a really fans first uh, idea. And instead of normal white lines with black uh, numbers, we did green lines with white numbers. And so we're tying the Marshall brand together. We're putting green lines down the lot. The West lot is striped green now with white numbers that you can see. Um, so that's a small thing that we did. Uh, big picture, um, one of my biggest pet peeves as a fan is the lack of communication on game day in terms of the PA saying one thing, the band's doing one thing, and the crowd's trying to chant, we are Marshall, all at the same time. Um, and unfortunately, that's a harder fix than what it sounds like. It sounds like it should be an easy thing to do, uh, but it's not that easy. So we're really going to focus and come up with a solution to make sure that, uh, you know, when our fans are chanting, we are Marshall, which is a very special cheer to this fan base and to this school. Um, it's a story no one else can tell. And when that cheer happens in our games, that's sending a message to everyone that's that first time or every visiting fan that's coming to our arena or our stadium that this place is special, and so we're not going to interrupt that. We're going to stop what we're doing, and we're going to make sure that cheers heard loud and clear. Um, and then, you know, from a, from a PA's perspective, there are, there are PA reads that need to happen. You know, they pay the bills. They have to happen. 
but can we do them in a different way? Can we do them in an engaging way? Um, can we make them where it's not so scripted and we do them at the right moments of the game? And, and that's what we're going to focus on in year one um, is just improving our game day experience from a communication standpoint. One thing that's changed, I'm sure fans uh, still are going to have to get used to, is the bag policy. It's coming to little bit more in line with what's happening in stadiums across America with the clear bag policy. It's new at Marshall. I'm sure it's going to be uh, day one. You're going to try to make sure this is as easy as possible for fans to to adjust. How are you tackling game one with the clear bag policy? Will there be extra people out to maybe help people understand? Will you be looking at things in the future like maybe lockers for people because not everybody's going to know. Clear bags. They'll get there. There'll be people with bags that aren't clear. That's going to be a point of friction right away. For sure. So the clear bag policy is something that you know puts us in line with every other Sunbelt school has one. We looked. And Mountain Health Arena has one. Dirty Birds have one. So it's just it's across the board. It aligns with our, our area. Um, and then... From you know the communication standpoint, if you bought a ticket to the first game through us, you're going to be well aware there's a clearback policy. We will communicate that as much as possible uh, to the fans that have purchased a ticket through us. Um, as far as when you get there on game day, yes, we'll have extra help. There will be clear bags for sale. We will also have the gallon size freezer bags, which work. Um, if you don't want to purchase a bag, we will have those on demand that you can throw your stuff in there um, and get into the game. So I understand it's it's another hurdle, it's another step, but it's a necessity. Um, you know, there was a law that was passed within the state that required us to make some moves in terms of uh, public safety. Um, and so that's the first step of what we needed to do to make sure that our, our fan base is safe um, and that our fans have the best experience possible. Ryan Crisp is with us. He is uh, kind of outlining for us what we expect with the new initiative, Fans First. And there are a lot of events happening surrounding the – I don't want to call it just like Fan Day rebranded because it's more than that now. It's an opportunity for, for fans to – meet, greet, not just the football team, other teams are as well as you've mentioned. Also, we've got events coming up. We've got women's soccer on August 9th against Cincinnati, men's soccer against Robert Morris on the 17th, volleyball versus Ohio on the 18th. How are you tying all these events together, not just in name only? Yeah, so, you know, Saturday specifically is going to be a, a very fun day for our fan base and um, it's it's more than just, you know, we'll have the team posters there. That's the first time you'll be able to pick those up. But it's more than the team poster, more than an autograph. It's taking a picture. It's introducing yourself to an athlete. It's you telling your story, them telling their story. So really connecting with our student athletes. Um, each fall sport will be there. Other uh, than women's soccer, they're on the road. They got a, an exhibition game at Western Carolina that day, but they have pre-signed their posters. Um, and we'll have them down there for fans. But e- each, each sport will have their own station where you'll get to have fun with the athlete it's not all just going to be tables and chairs and walk through a line um, there'll be the footballs out with the football net there'll be a soccer goal out in the soccer balls there'll be volleyball nets and volleyball there'll be potato sack races with the cross-country team um, and so we really want our fans to connect uh, with our athletes um, you know bring your kids out there's there's a fun little bingo card that if you go to every station and, and get your bingo card stamped by our student athletes you come back to the marketing table um, and the kids are going to go home with a little sticker sheet that has a bunch of Marshall stickers on it um, so we're really trying to connect with the with the fans um, especially with those youngsters and, and get them out and, and let them meet our student athletes um, I don't think there's any denying that uh, there's a lot of youngsters out there that dream of being a Marshall athlete um, and 
come and meet our student athletes in their personal setting and realize that they're not, you know, this scary um, foreign object. They are a, a real life person um, and, and you can connect with them and uh, it, it's going to be a blast. And we'll have uh, music, we'll have Kids Club sign up, we'll have big green sign ups, you can buy tickets there. Um, so it's going to be really great. And that, that same mindset will carry over to those three games you mentioned where admission is free at all these events come out and have a good time. Uh, we'll do things a little differently for the game maybe that we can't do during a normal game. Um, and just having fun with our fans, engaging with our fans as much as possible, promotions galore. Each of those three games you mentioned will have a giveaway at the door that you cannot get anywhere else and we won't do it another game. Um, and so come out, have fun, experience what the fans' first mindset looks like for the first time, um, and then buy into us and, and, and support us in whatever way you can. Any hint what those giveaways, those items will be? Any hint? Uh, you know, from the uh, soccer standpoint, I will just say it's a thing that um, the soccer uh, community will appreciate. Um, it's a uh, fan engagement. Every, every promotion we're going to do is trying to be fan engaging. You know, um, Not to say that we won't give away a koozie at some point, but if I give you a koozie, that doesn't help you in, get engaged into the game at all. Um, and so it's something that the soccer community will like um, that is a thing in the soccer fan engagement world. Um, and in the volleyball world, we started something uh, last year um, called a monster block. And so every time we had a block, there would be a song that would come on. And it's, it's a monster block. It's a monster block. Every time we had a block. Um, and so we're giving away big foam hands that say monster block on them. Um, I kind of related to the three pointer thing we did in basketball, where every time we hit a three, the whole crowd waved their three pointer. Same thing of that. It's going to be a big foam hand. And every time we have a block, fans put their monster blocks in the air and wave it around. And we're doing the signs with the monster block, like we did the three pointers for basketball. Uh, and so it's going to be it's going to be rocking in the Henderson Center for the volleyball team this year. Brian Crisp is with us from Marshall University. We get to take our next break. We'll come back. We'll get some of your questions in. So if you've got questions, great opportunity now. The text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our text line this hour is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Welcome back to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Ryan Crisp is with us. We've boiled down his title to Revenue Generator. So if it makes money, Ryan has um, put his hands on it. All of it, right? You know, nothing, you know, there's nothing that you don't touch if it doesn't revenue, you know, generate revenue. There, there's a lot of focus on revenue generation. So it's just not me, but that is, that is a priority for me and a focus for me and not necessarily just charging people to charge people. It's, it's trying to create a, uh, a value and an experience that they see the value in uh, to support us and support Marshall Athletics. So we've got the fans first day on August 5th, and then we've got several events, fans first Again, remind me because I'm going to have to get used to it now because I'm not allowed to say exhibition anymore. Fans first games. Fans first games. That's right. Okay. Will there be a, like fans first? I don't know. Is it is that going to be just the branding? We're going to find everything we can to call fans first. That's correct. Okay. 
We uh, eat it. Well, I think the, the the main thing is is you know at every game it's somebody's first game. So how do you make sure that's the best experience possible for that person? You know how do you create a fan out of that person that is a neighbor of somebody that comes to a lot of games and says, hey, you want to come with me to the Marshall game this week? And they come, and we have to create a fan with them. Um, so it's every it's someone's first game every game. So and let so, me ask you this: since you brought that up. You go to a baseball game, and if it's your first baseball game, there's a area where mm-hmm. you can go and say, hey, this is, this is so-and-so's first baseball game, and they give you a certificate. Now, I don't know if you want to go that deep, but you know, are you looking at things like that to maybe give something to a fan who's walked into the stadium for the first time for a game like a certificate? Hey, this is my first ever Marshall game. You know, are you looking in the future of doing things like that? Are you, are you looking for a job? Always. That we, we are looking at exactly that, and I think we will accomplish that. Uh, we in inside the uh, our arenas, we want to create a fans first area, and that will be a section. Uh, will be just a, a customer service area along with a certificate area. Um, you know, not only for uh, fans first games, but you know, we're building a pretty cool baseball stadium over there, and uh, it's right next to a pretty cool softball complex. And so if you catch a foul ball or you get a home run, you may get a gift certificate or a certificate too, you know. Um, so we're looking to expand that, and we, we want to create memorable moments. Uh, we want to have a photo booth. We have an opportunity for people to to have an experience. Um, you know, I don't know if anyone's ever been to the Reds games recently, but they have so much going on in their concourse that has nothing to do with baseball. Um, and during gameplay, there is 60% of the crowd in the concourse um, having fun doing other things we went to the reds game for the marshall day and my kids want to spend more time on the playground than they did watching the baseball game um, and so that's kind of the little stuff that uh you know we have to we have to figure out that you know a lot there's a lot of fans that are, are, are loyal to our sports and want to watch every moment and every snap and every play uh, but there's also a lot of fans that come for the social time and uh, just want to have a good time and of course, all of that's going to mean that there needs to be a lot more investment in the stadium. You using football as the example because eventually you're going to run out of space. You want to try to do all these things and still serve the fans as far as being able to walk, walk well, not have you know, you know, hard time getting through the stadium, concessions, everything that goes into that. And so that's going to take a lot of support from not just university fundraising, the fans as well, to maybe expand those concourse areas to the point where you can do cool things like that. For sure. No, I think we're, we're not there yet, but I think we're very close to this year expanding one area of that uh, where we can put some of that stuff in there, uh, put some special concession stands in that area, uh, put our fans first area in there, uh, maybe some cornhole boards, maybe, you know, can jam, maybe some just fun interactive games. And I think uh, we got some work to do to get there for this year, uh, but I think maybe not for the first game, but at some point we'll have an area that we will expand our concourse so our fans can go and enjoy that area maybe even a petting zoo you could have a uh, i don't know you could have an american bison uh probably not but. i'm not sure about a bison but maybe maybe puppies everyone loves puppies come on not not even one bison come on if you're in charge of the bison you control it we'll do it how much does that job pay uh get back to me on that Ryan Crisp is with us. Uh, we've been talking a lot about some of the fan initiatives that are happening with Marshall University. Fans first, and of course, the other things that are happening are including there's a there's a school supply drive. We probably need to talk about that. That will be um, stuff that's going to be donated to local youth. So if you bring school supply items, you're going to be given a ticket 
to a uh, for football. Is it, it's a special ticket, right? Can you detail that a little bit more? Yeah, for sure. So we, we part of our, our, our mindset is also just engaging with the community. Um, and in this time of year, obviously, school supplies are, are a very hot topic in terms of, um, you know, not only teachers that have to, you know, purchase certain things out of their own pocket, uh, but just local youth in the area um, that aren't able to obtain some of these school supplies. We want to help in whatever way we can. And we know we have a big billboard and we have a big uh, a way to get our message through. Um, and so we are thrilled to partner with Calvert County Schools and um, you know collect school supplies drives on Saturday and, and, and give that to local youth in the area. Um, and if you are um, able to bring school supplies, uh, we will give you a special ticket offer for football that you'll be able to utilize. And it'll be well worth your value. Um, for donating some school supplies. Okay, school supplies. I get uh, primo tickets to uh, Virginia Tech. Well, uh, I didn't say that one now. Okay. If you want tickets to Virginia Tech, Did we you? went on sale today. Yes, and they're probably going quickly. They are. I'm not going to say we're going to sell out in a day or two, uh, but it is trending to that. And we had, I just looked actually, and we had a very, very good day of sales so far uh, with still probably our busiest time to come. Um, and so it, it's trending that way that we'll, we'll get there at some point. Okay. So tickets are still on sale for the Virginia Tech game, but if you want them, you better be going online now or going to the ticket office to get those. And you know, if you're at Fans First Day, there will be opportunities for you to get tickets, be a member of the Big Green, sign your children up for the Kids Club as well. What do I get at the Kids Club? Come on. Be, uh, let's, you know, I mean, Kids Clubs in the past across the board – you know, what do you really get out of them? And I know you know what I'm talking about as far as is there really been a value there? And I'm sure you want to change that. Yeah, for sure. No, we we have completely uh, redone our kids club. And so there there will be a value there. Um, you get an introductory packet that will be shipped directly to your home from Marco uh, that includes a lanyard. Um, a t-shirt and a welcome card. Uh, there'll be a monthly newsletter that goes out where you're able to interact with Marco. There'll be word searches and crossword puzzles and coloring sheets and all that good stuff that we'll email out to the parents. Uh, every sport will have a kids club game where they'll get to be involved in the game experience, whether that's from being the PA announcer to high-fiving the team as they run out onto the field or court or whatever it may be. Um, so they'll really get to interact with our teams. Um, and then for your birthday, you're going to get a special little treat from, from Marco um, that'll be sent to the house. And so, uh, once again, just trying to connect with those kids and, uh, we'll go publicly with that probably tomorrow. I would say it, go, it comes out live, um, uh, where you can sign your, your child up for the kids club at $20, uh, I'm sorry, $30. And, uh, you, you will see the value, uh, in that very quickly. Ryan Chris is with us from Marshall university. Don't forget fans first day coming up on August 5th. And then the fans first games will start with August 9th, women's soccer versus Cincinnati. Men's soccer on the 17th versus Robert Morris, and then volleyball on the 18th against Ohio. So I'm kind of curious, uh, how competitive are the coaches getting as far as trying to be the best fans first coach? Yeah, no, we uh, we met with all of our fall sports, and we had what we call our all the things meetings, where we literally discuss all the things that there is to discuss, um, and fans first was a very big uh, point of those meetings, um, and they are super excited for the reband of our external department and our mindset and what that means and how they can help us, um, and they're buying into, into the philosophy, um, you know, having our teams um, kind of be opened up a little bit at the fans first day on Saturday is the first showing of that. Uh, where 
Um, they're going to be able to interact with the fans in a totally different way, in a way that maybe we haven't allowed before. Um, and so that's the first stage of that. And then uh, from there, we'll just keep growing it and growing it and growing it. And, uh, yeah, we're head coaches are excited. They're bought in, and, and uh, we're ready to go fans first. Okay. Now, I know Chris Grassi is, when it comes to being an outwardly excitable guy, he's pretty calm at all times. You want that. How can he even tear, dare compete with someone like, I don't know, Ari Agnes? You know, Chris smiled in our meeting when we started talking about fans first. That's that, huge. That's the first step that I was like, okay, he we got smiled. something here. He actually smiled. We got something here. Um, and then uh, his, his wife, Allison, helps us out tremendously when it comes to soccer um, and helping with the promotion of soccer and her ideas and what she can do. Um, and so I'm meeting with her next week, and, and we're going through the process of, of what – fans first means to soccer how she can help with us how we can help her accomplish her goals and so she is just as important to chris as to that program in terms from our mindset of of uh you know getting people to the game for soccer okay so we've got him smiling that's right that is on record somewhere that's right you know he's probably he probably smiles more than we think we just don't see it very especially on game day yes that's right win or lose you never tell if the team won if you look at him sometimes, you don't know. You would think that the team lost and maybe won 3-0. Yeah, that's he, Chris. That, that is Chris, and I think that's why he's good. He's very calm-mannered, and uh, that's why – I mean, he's a national champion. Yes, he is. Ryan Crisp is with us. Uh, anything else that we maybe need to go over that uh, you want to touch on that uh, get an opportunity for uh, fans to know about first? You know, I don't think so, Paul. I appreciate the time, and I appreciate having me on. And, um, you know, just keep supporting us. Give us a shot. If you haven't been out in a couple of years, come back and, and see what we have to offer. Uh, we got free admission for those fans' first games, and, and Saturday is going to be fun. So come out to the uh, football stadium, bring your school supplies, and, and have fun. I will see you on Saturday at Fans First Day. I can't wait. And then we've got the season coming up real soon. I have to take the load management next week because it is, after all, August. So my load management is next week because there won't be any of that anytime soon afterwards. You know the drill. That's correct. We are, we are fire alarm, full go, full steam ahead for the next uh, eight months here. We'll get your text in, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More coming up on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to our final segment of today's edition of The Drive here at ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our text line is open 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Looking at some of the texts now that are starting to come in. Matthew from Canova said he's calling in today. You can text in today, man. Not, uh, you're not calling in today. You're texting in today. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. That's our number to be a part of this show every single day. So baseball action coming up tonight. 715 is going to be first pitch. The Pirates opening up a series tonight with Milwaukee. Losing to the Tigers yesterday, 6-3, to three, so hopefully the Pirates can bounce back. We've got it for you right here on ESPN, 94.1 at AM 930. So the Cubbies did the Reds in 16-6. to six. That series is wrapping up tonight, thankfully. 8.05, first pitch at Wrigley, 16-6. Unbelievable. 
Astros beat the Guardians 3-2. Cleveland's got the day off. And then the Atlantic League, Lancaster got the win over Charleston 4-3. Final game of the series tonight, 6-30 in Lancaster. And, of course, we've got the Hall of Fame game coming up tonight on our sister station, Cat Sports 93-3 and 13-40. The Jets taking on the Browns. I know for some of you, that doesn't really ring any bell for excitement. For others, it's the start of football season. So we've got Browns-Jets coming up tonight. That is on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. I hope we'll have more information tomorrow because we know Big Ten expansion talk is continuing. And the word is that Oregon and Washington... Just trying to figure out the finances a little bit. Because you don't want to bring schools in and then shrink the cut. That's the deal here. You want to make sure that you bring schools in. You keep the finances. Because right now it's the Big Ten. It's the SEC. And then everybody else scrambling. Florida State being vocal about if this doesn't change, we got to get out of here in the ACC. And I could never imagine in my lifetime that teams would want to get out of the ACC. Absolutely could never imagine that. It used to be you want to get into the ACC, the SEC, the Big Ten, and everybody else was not really a factor. Now it's still the SEC, the Big Ten. ACC, not so much. The Big 12's been doing a lot of good things, being a lot more proactive. The Pac-12 is going to dissolve or be diluted so poorly. They still don't have a deal yet. They're looking for a partner, a media partner. They don't have anything right now, and that's going to hurt them because we've seen what happens if you have a poor television deal. Not even just the money, but poor exposure. Conference USA putting Marshall games and league games on its own in-house service, just really third- and fourth-tier media outlets trying to get your games out there, and you try to push this off as something that's really beneficial. And instead... Marshall being in the Sun Belt, ESPN being a more of a an active partner. We know that people are watching more Sun Belt football than ever before, more Sun Belt sports. It's a better league. It's got more of a southern feel to it as well. And it seems like year one, all the schools seem to like being in the Sun Belt together. They like getting after each other as far as fan bases are concerned. And it feels like you're in a conference where they actually care and they kind of they want to get after you. They secretly like you, but at the same time, they really have interest in all the matchups. And I think that the successes on the football field, Marshall included with the Notre Dame win last season, that's going to help this league. And if Marshall can score some key victories, that's going to help this league as well and Marshall's case. I want to thank Ryan Crisp for coming in. Good talking to him today. Uh, I'll tell you this right now. Uh, he's a good dude at Marshall. It's easy for me to say he came in and did the show, but in all sincerity, he's a good dude. and I'm glad that he's at Marshall, and it's uh, been great to get to know him and have him come in and talk to us a little bit about what's happening with Marshall Athletics and, and give you more of an understanding of what the athletic department is trying to do, trying to achieve, and give you an avenue to respond and to give them feedback. So I appreciate him. I will be with you tomorrow. Then I'll see some of you on Fans First Day Saturday. And then load management begins. Looking forward to it. But we still got a day to do tomorrow, and we'll do that here. Good night.
WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.